0: We record on Turrbal and Yagara country in Mianjin, Brisbane. Brisbane Festival recognises the integral role Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples continue to play in the creative and artistic events and celebration spaces and pays respect to Elders past, present and emerging. Beginner's Call takes you backstage with Brisbane Festival and into the hearts, minds, and rehearsal rooms of the casts, creators, and critics behind Queensland's most anticipated event of the year.
1: Welcome to the final episode of the inaugural season of Beginner's Call, a Brisbane Festival podcast. Over the last nine episodes, we've had the great pleasure of speaking to the artists, producers and visionaries behind Brisbane Festival. And today's guest plays a very different but very vital role in bringing the festival to life. Paul Taylor is the Head of Investments at Fidelity International and a member of Brisbane Festival's Giving Committee. His family's passion for the arts runs deep, and they believe in the power of philanthropy to bring the arts to the people. To share the why behind his personal investment in Brisbane Festival, welcome, Paul. Thank you very much, Adam. Great to be here. Paul, this is the 10th and final episode of the inaugural Beginner's Call podcast from Brisbane, for Brisbane Festival rather, so we're very excited to have you here and particularly excited because your lens and perspective and involvement in the festival is very different from the artists and producers and creators that have made up this podcast series to date. Tell us a little bit about your background. So I am a Brisbane
0: person, grew up in Brisbane. Uh, My wife is a Brisbane person as as well. We actually met met at university (laughs) many years ago now. I am in business and I, I worked in fi- work in finance, investments, um, basically started in Brisbane, but then we went, over, we've been overseas for a long time, went to London, which is, and we, I did some study in London. Uh, so Sue and I, my wife went over there, had a fantastic time, came back to Australia quite a while ago now, maybe almost 20 years ago, but we didn't quite make it back uh, to Brisbane initially, Came came back to Sydney and we've... We've worked our way back to Brisbane ever since. But, yeah, we, you know, we're Brisbane people. We love, we love Brisbane. We've definitely enjoyed our travels and,
1: and you know, work
0: around the world. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's great to be home.
1: Mm-hmm. And your involvement with Brisbane Festival and the arts more broadly, where did that love of the arts come from for you you are of course a, a member of Brisbane Festivals giving committee which means you're not only a supporter but an enabler of some of the incredible experiences that happen as part of Brisbane Festival year on year where did that love stem from for you personally look i think we've always
0: been interested in visual arts performing arts um you know i assume it probably comes from parents and family initially i definitely remember you know, getting out, I'm a keen lover of musicals. So that definitely came from mum and dad. Uh, they were always uh, keen to keen to get out and see a lot of the musicals as they came through. Dad was originally from the UK and we went back and spent a lot of time in London. And as I said, I went back and studied in London and worked in London for quite a number of years. And just the fact that you could go every night into the West End and see a different show, you know, we, we just absolutely loved it and then you know my wife and i have both been keen said uh, visual arts lovers performing arts lovers i just think it brings a real vibrancy to a city i mean to be looking at how that how brisbane has developed and how how it's matured over the years a lot of it is around events and and you know whether it's the visual arts performing arts it just brings the vibrancy to a city and and uh, you know a lot more excitement I mean, to me, a lot of it that the arts community is really the soul of a of a community. So, mm. um, yeah, we've loved being involved in the arts, and also coming back to Brisbane, one of the things we really admired was what had happened at, in the cultural precinct at, at Southbank as well. And um, yeah, I mean, we just we love the idea of contributing to that
1: community and and really contributing to the soul of Brisbane. Mm. As you. Mentioned your your works as you travelling all over the world and, and and spending a lot of time interstate in particularly, the last couple of years has has returned a, a rather fortunate outcome for you personally in that you've been able to spend a lot more time at home in Brisbane with family. What were some of the biggest changes that you had observed of Brisbane's maturation since coming away and then now being back and spending more time reacquainting yourself, I guess, with the city.
0: Look, I think it was, well, so, like I said, the the South Bank area, the cultural precinct, I just think was just, you know, just looks magnificent. I think it now is a central spot for people in Brisbane. Uh, You know, I'm I'm involved with uh, uh, Quigoma, Queensland Art Gallery, Gallery of Modern Art. And it's just so lovely to see people roaming around Goma. Now, The I don't know that you've seen it, there's a beautiful James Terrell work mm. that lights off uh, Goma and just makes it look stunning. It looks stunning even without it, but it's taken it to a new level. And just to see people walking around Goma, really enjoying the atmosphere, you know, mums and prams, and to me that's that's really brought Brisbane to life and it's just people are out and about um, a bit more. There's much more of a vibrant... Art scene mm. uh, much more vibrant you know visual art scene performing art scene we've always loved Brisbane. you know we like I said we grew up here and have always uh, have always loved it but it's it, there's a real you know increased vibrancy around
1: it mm. I think um, you know one of the great Brisbane Festival experiences year on year is the Festival Hub, which uh, this year for the last couple of years has been down at South Bank in the gardens there at Bank of Queensland Festival Gardens. And I know that there are two works there this year that you have played a a key role in enabling for Brisbane Festival in the pool uh, visual art experience and ephemeral as well what was it about those two works in particular that that piqued your interest and you know what was the reason for for you wanting to support those in particular
0: well i do love that you mean, know, i think louise has done a fantastic job with the festival hub g- given the changes that are happening to south bank you know for for a range of different reasons but uh, i i think um just having that sort of free opportunity for for a, for a few free activities, people can just come down to the festival hub, enjoy it. I love seeing the kids. You know, there's a gazillion kids out onto that. Uh, you know, the, the stepping stone one. Yeah. Once again, it just it's just bringing people together. People of Brisbane out enjoying Brisbane Festival, and if you're not in one of the shows, you can be out in the hub. I think the I think it is always important to have like a central place. A festival can be quite. Um, a disparate, You know, it's all over the place. So I, th- I think it is quite important to have that festival hub that, where people can gather and you come together and, and you can, you know, you go to a show at QPAC and you come and have a drink afterwards or, you, you know, you play around those sort of free areas uh, or you catch the art boat from North Shore and you hop off at South Bank and then you're back,
1: you're in that the hub as well. That's what um, That was my Saturday last weekend. I, I did the sunset cruise from North Shore, home of the art boat, to South Bank and, and got off there. And it would have been probably 6 o'clock. And the Bank of Queensland Festival Garden was just teeming with people. And I think one of the, the greatest joys was seeing, at, you mentioned Jen Lewin's The Pool and, and that stepping stone light up artwork, seeing kids just having the absolute time of their life, but equally adults kind of experiencing that joy and freedom and and sense of playfulness that is often missing in our day-to-day lives, I think, as adults. You know, we, we become absorbed in in our work and our bi- general busyness. And it was so lovely to kind of uh, dock there at, at South Bank and just see people of all ages, all backgrounds, having just a, a lovely time on a Saturday evening. Yeah,
0: and that's exactly right. You've said that well because it is... That's why I talk about art's being the soul of a community, and that's exactly you know that playfulness, uh, the joy, you know, they're, they're the sort of things that make a community. that bring a community together, mm. and uh, for us, just to be able to help the festival, help Louise put on those sort of free um, events, put on those free uh, installations, uh, you know, that brings a lot of that brings a lot of joy to us as well, mm. and it does. It, I think it adds a lot to the festival. It's not just about uh, getting out to a show or or hit you know, listening some music, it's, it's it's everybody coming together after it. It's talking about the show. It's talking about you know the play, and and then you know enjoying the kids mm. uh, playing around as well.
1: I think you've touched there on on one of the the hallmarks of Louise is not only her festival programming, but her um, her career, which is in those disrupting public spaces with fabulous artistic experiences. And she refers to that uh, as artistic intervention is is what she kind of sums it up as. And I love that, you know, Louise talks a lot about how difficult it is to stop a city. You know, we are we not just here in Brisbane, of course, but in cities all over the world, we do get lost in this busyness. and, And and Louise talks often about how it's actually a very challenging thing to disrupt People's day to day, and and kind of pause them to stop and realise that there's something special and magical going on, and I think back to Florentine's golden finches in the party hats. That was such a an iconic symbol of of Brisbane Festival 2020, which was of course one of the most peculiar but also quite extraordinary years mm. um, for Brisbane Festival. I I was reading earlier a Sydney Morning Herald article uh, interview with you, Paul, where you remarked that in your professional work as a fund manager, you know that irrational markets can present really great opportunities. And I think that the same can be said for Brisbane Festival over the last couple of years. It goes without saying that That the kind of environment and the landscape of the last couple of years has been less than ideal for an extraordinary team wanting to put on an international arts festival. But I think there have also been many countless triumphs over this period. And and in our very first episode of this podcast, Louise remarks that that, you know, a lot of industry colleagues have said to her over the years, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that your first two years, you know, that was the experience Mm. for you. And 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 Louise just said, oh no. She's like, yeah. What, was it the original programs that I planned? No. But, but did we produce and discover extraordinary things? Absolutely. And I know that Louise and Charlie and the team are so grateful in a sense for the, for the way in which the New World Order really nurtured and nudged a new kind of Brisbane Festival and really made it Brisbane's festival in a sense. What were some of the highlights for you and your family personally over the last couple of years?
0: yeah, i th- all good points, Adam. And I would also say, first of all, that was an amazing job getting investment theory into uh, Brisbane <laughs> Festival as well. I don't think that's ever been done before. So well, <laughs> so well done on that. I completely agree with you. Look, I you know and part of the reason that we have really stepped up the investment in Brisbane Festival is exactly for that reason. You know we hit Covid, we hit restrictions and it was it was almost more important to do something during that period and i just was so impressed with louise's creativity and what she was coming up with whether it was the street serenades you know if we can't get if you can't come to us we'll get to you we'll yeah. get out there we'll make it an open environment to the art boat which i just think is such a t- stunning idea and a lovely concept and it, it brings in the brisbane river which is one of our True assets of, of Brisbane, and you know we're using it more and more. But mm. it, it's just such a lovely way to, to to get about the city, yeah. To all, you know to all of those really special and different ways, and actually just to just to still get out and do it in an in an environment. I mean, we, I think everyone, you know, it was definitely a tougher environment. You know, people being kept away from others, you know, some some isolated, and actually have this event that that brought us back together, even if it. You know, it wasn't a, f- a full reunion in and the worst of the in worst of the COVID. It was just so critical, mm. and I do think I'm definitely you know also linking this back to um, investments and finance. I mean, I do think you actually in, in the investment world you make your reputation when times are tough. You don't actually make your reputation when times are good, and I think that's the same you know with with Louise and Charlie and and the whole Brisbane Festival team. Mm they've really made their reputation the last couple of years because that's, it's been a tough environment and they've stood up and they've owned it and they've, you know, they've delivered a, you know, a vibrant festival and a way for Brisbaneites to get together uh, during that festival in a really creative, interesting way. Mm-hmm. When, in business, a lot of things have come, you know, COVID's been negative, very negative in a lot of different ways, but often innovative things come out of situations like that. And in business, a whole range of innovations have 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 happened that are that are positive for business. And I'd say the same. So a lot of the things, the innovative things that came out of that that two year period, where Louise and the teammates really had to come up with those ideas, they're going to be fantastic, you know, going forward and and great innovations for the festival. So look, I um yeah, I mean, I just applaud what they've done. Mm. I think it was even more important to. To go ahead with it over the last couple of years, and and, and it's it's been a triumph.
1: Mm. One of the things that I enjoy so much about a festival of this nature is the way that it brings different communities, but also business communities together. I know that that you are a proud graduate of University of Queensland. And and one of my favorite partnerships, and, and I am a little biased because they're a client of mine also, but <laughs> the University of Queensland's Institute for Molecular Bioscience okay. is, is one of the corporate partners for Brisbane Festival, which is a really unique partnership. And often we talk about that it seems like an unlikely pairing for a world-leading research institute and an international arts festival to come together, but it works. And we, and we talk a lot about the similarities between scientists and artists in that there is a spirit of adventure and a propensity for calculated risk-taking and all of those sorts of things. I read that your personal philosophy is whatever you do, do it with passion and enthusiasm and everything else will look after itself. Where did that optimism stem from? Or where does, where does it come from? Look, I just think that's what life is, really. You know, life is about
0: being passionate and enthusiastic. I mean, to me, I guess I've found through the years if you're, if you know, if you have enthusiasm about something or you're passionate about something, everything it just opens up. And I'm always continually surprised by how much things open up when you do have a lot of passion for something. And I think, you know, to get things done or to, to create something new, unless you have incredible enthusiasm and incredible passion, it's not going to happen. And, you know, and that's what we've seen with the Brisbane Festival and that's what, you, you know, you rightly bring in University of Queensland and they're obviously doing a, um, you know, fantastic job there as well. But, you know, it's right. If you, if you want to create something new, you need the you, you, passion and enthusiasm that's going to get you there. You still need the creativity and to, to be thinking about things, but it's actually that the enthusiasm and drive and passion you know that's going to make it happen. At the end of the day, obviously, a reasonable number of young people are always keen to get into investment into in, on the business. I get it, get into invest, investments and finance, and I'm always say to them, look, it's don't do this because you think you're not going to be a well-paying job or anything. You, you've got to do it because you're passionate about it. If you love investments, if you love markets, and you love the job, as they say, you'll never work another day in your life. Mm. And I think that's, that. you know, that's very much the case. And if you bring passion and bring enthusiasm to whatever you do, you'll be surprised how much things open up to you.
1: Mm. The culture of philanthropy and, and private giving in Australia is very different to what it is in other countries around the world. If you if think of something like the USA, where it's a very different kind of landscape mm. and it operates, I would say it's almost It's more emerging here in Australia. Mm. Why do you think it's critical for business and arts to come together? More specifically, why do you think it's important for business to be supporting the arts and artists? First of all, I think you're right. I think we are,
0: you know, Australians are naturally generous people, but, you know, within the philanthropic community, maybe we have... You know, we're not as advanced as they are, particularly in the U.S. I've been involved in a few different campaigns, both for my school, I went to London Business School as well as University of Queensland, and both in the U.K. and Australia. I guess we grew up with free education that, you know, everything was looked after for you. You didn't really have to give back to your university or school. Whereas in the U.S., the system, right, you know, as soon as they finish University, they're being asked to saying, "Look, okay, now we've got you here. You've got to, you've got to make a contribution back." So it's a very different mindset, and the same sort of thing. I think as we go forward, well, first of all, for universities, the governments have got less and less money. So it's really got to be the alumni. That step up and alumni and business that steps up and say, okay, well, if the government's not going to have money to reinvest back into the back into the universities and they're critical f- for us as a society, you know, we, alumni and, and business is going to have to take that role, and I, I firmly, I firmly believe that. I think that's very much with the arts as well. I mean, obviously, government support the arts community a lot, but you know, if you you look to the future, it's probably going to be a tougher and tougher ask. So. Arts are critical to, the, as I talked about, arts are critical to the community. They are the the soul of the the soul of our city, the soul of our nation, and we need to support. They need to ha- they need to happen for a vibrant society to exist. And I think that's that's positive for everybody. You really need that. I think increasingly we need individuals and and businesses to to support the arts to make sure they continue. And also, to, to me, there's so many different sort of cross cross-pollination it is about like I said it's about creativity it's about innovation and uh, whether it's business or the arts you know a lot of it is driving that you know innovation in those areas and that just wouldn't happen without investment without philanthropy without businesses supporting the arts community as well so look I I think it's going to be it's critical that it continues and continues to create and continues to innovate and getting that money, it's gonna be increasingly important for that money to come from individuals and, and businesses going forward, I think.
1: Mm. As as Brisbane Festival says, you know, it's it's the donors make it happen. And and you touch on there that we, we can't be relying anymore on government funding or or indeed a single source of income. Yeah. That kind of diversification of income streams is so is so critical. I think that's a key point as well, actually. And you make a good point. It's
0: actually the diversification that's the important thing. So You know, no one group or one, you know, institution should be responsible for delivering it. You know, we, if it benefits the community, we all need, you know, come from different, you know, government, business individuals need to make sure that these events can happen. And the thing I also love about it, and I talked a little bit about some of the free experiences and free events, I think they're a critical aspect as well. So, Mm. once again, so that the whole festival is incredibly inclusive to the entire Brisbane community, a lot of those need to be offered free and that then makes it an incredibly inclusive event uh, and one for the whole city.
1: Mm. I think that is one of the things that I absolutely love is that that free program, as you say, and that's everything from ephemeral and the pool, these incredible visual art installations in in the public realm, but also I'm thinking ahead to Brisbane serenades and... Opera Queensland and the Little Red Company in a free double bill in Victoria Park, you know, artists at the top of their game who perform in, in concert halls all over the world in the park for free on a Sunday. And I just think how extraordinary is that? Yeah.
0: No, that's going to be fantastic. And it, it's, a, it's a fantastic new venue as well. I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, just seeing how that works because I think it is a stunning space there at Victoria mm. Park and... um one really that could, you know, be a central part of the central part of the city, and yeah, I, I completely agree with you. So um, some some free concerts that will bring a lot of people out onto the green at Victoria Park, I think, is going to be pretty special. So I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Mm. I know in your role on the giving committee certainly not a responsibility, but one of the joys and opportunities is is the chance to introduce people to the to the festival and bring them along for, mm-hmm. for the journey as well. Do you find when, when inviting friends, family, business colleagues along to the festival that you lean towards those who you know love and appreciate the art or is it more fun to be inviting those who have had little interaction with the arts to date?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think it's a bit of both. I mean, I do get a lot of joy, people I know that are arts lovers and want to come along, and 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 I do get a lot of joy from that. But actually, you know, inviting a friend who might not have had that much exposure to art, and just seeing their face light up when it's a particularly good show, or or some aspect of it that's you know that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's really good as well. I, yeah, I, I definitely think yeah, both of those are you know are quite exciting, and just bringing, you know, just going with friends to a, a, a concert event, music play. It's pretty
1: special. Mm. And we're recording at the halfway point of this year's Brisbane Festival. What have been some of the favourite experiences that you've enjoyed over the last 10 days? Yes. Well, I've been out active already, Adam, and have been absolutely
0: loving it. So on um, opening night, we went to the uh, Jessica Malboy concert, which we loved. It was fantastic. And it's actually interesting because we had – we had a group of us, eight of us got together, but it was like three dads and then a whole lot of, uh, well, actually only girls, uh, uh, girls that came along. But um, just watching, you know, with the dads had a great time and the girls just loved it, got up, did some dancing, hit the mosh pit at the end as well, <laughs> which was fantastic. So I absolutely loved Jessica Melboy and she she's a real a real performer, yeah. real entertainer, I should say. Titus I, I enjoyed as well. I hadn't actually read Nita Heiss's book before that, but yeah, really enjoyed really enjoyed the play and it was a good fun, good fun experience. And La Boite you know, it's just such a fantastic venue to mm. see those sort of see those sort of shows in. Girl from the North Country was really interesting. You know, that, that's obviously that trend of music that was all the Bob Dylan music, which yeah. I definitely enjoy that, you know, his his music but it was it was actually one you really had to think about because it wasn't this one thread that went through it it was like lots of little different stories and i came out thinking oh wasn't really that thread, but I really, I really enjoyed it, and it was really just sort of depression era, which doesn't sound that good. <laughs> depression era stories,
1: but quite powerful, and and really quite powerful with with the music as well. And the performances were, I mean, you could not fantastic fault yeah. the performances. I think, it, yeah, I, I was the same. Uh, I, we share a love of musicals, and and it, it's almost an anti musical in in many ways because it it is devoid of the bells and whistles, but. You know some incredible storytelling and and beautiful performances. Lisa McCune. yeah, phenomenal. she was she
0: was amazing actually. And that, and that, yeah, absolutely loved it. I went last night. I went and saw Manifesto, which I really enjoyed. And you know, two of my favorite things are drums and dancing. And you know, it is all there was nine drummers and nine dancers. So, you know, what more could you ask for in a show? I <laughs> it think was that's exactly it. <laughs> what it said on the tin, wasn't it? <laughs> true to label, true to label, yeah. No, um, the art boat, you know, and like I said, I said earlier, I think Louise has done a fantastic job with the art boat. It's just such a creative and really good way to, you know, to get all of Brisbane involved. Um, Lindy Lee, so, you know, I was a, and you know, I'd really like um, visual arts. And Lindy Lee is a spectacular artist and the work on the boat is magnificent. So anyone that hasn't been on the art boat, please um, you know, please give it a go because it is just stunning. I do think it's also, it was wonderful last year, but I think they've definitely improved it as well. So it's more space. They've got the top top sort yeah. of bar lounge, which I think works really, really
1: well as well. So, I think that the art boat is another incredible example of the business and artistic community coming together you know the role that urban arts project has played in delivering that and 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 creating you know bringing lindy lee's incredible vision to life in that context mm. could only happen because there is that broader network of passionate supporters who who believe so strongly in the vision of mm. of Brisbane Festival, mm.
0: and good to see the whole North Shore precinct sort of you know becoming much bigger and, and um, as well. So they're having those different precincts uh, are working well, and then that the art boats the connector between the between the precincts yeah. as well.
1: Now, Paul, you have built a remarkable career backing winners. What is it about Brisbane Festival that makes it a surefire bet? For you personally, well,
0: yeah, Adam, you you hit on a very important note because people in the investment world, basically, what I'm doing is I'm backing people. So, in any investment, I'm investing in a company. People often think about that, but you're not. You're really backing the you're really backing the people. So, I spend a lot of time to get to know the chief executive and well, you know, the finance director and the board chair and the board. And at the end of the day. Things the world changes. Things don't always work out as you think they're going to work out, but you're really backing those people to to deliver. So I think in in Brisbane Festival and supporting Brisbane Festival, I'm I'm doing well. We're doing exactly the same thing, which is really backing the people. So I think there's been some amazing um, you know creative directors for Brisbane Festival and chief executives, and you know like I said I uh, you. You make your reputation in the tough times, not the good times. And the last few years, they've really demonstrated how good they are. And so, I'm effectively doing the same thing. I'm backing. I'm backing the people.
1: Mm. And, and for those from the business community listening, and and who perhaps haven't previously entertained supporting the arts and cultural industries in this way, what would you say to them? well i'd definitely say do it
0: um <laughs> and i'd also say it i mean to me in all the different philanthropic endeavors to me it's about participation as well so just so people know you know everything makes everything has a difference makes a difference so you know you don't have to donate thousands of dollars hundreds of thousands of dollars a donation of 100 dollars is a great way to make a contribution and especially if you've gone and you've loved it and maybe you've enjoyed some of the free events and you want to see those sort of things continue and, and not only continue but maybe improve, you know, those sort of donations, you not it's whatever you can, you know, it's whatever you can afford and you just make that, you just make whatever contribution you can and participate in the process, participate in the festival from a philanthropic perspective, it's always you know we're we're very keen to get every you want everybody involved. So the, the person that's making a ten dollar donation today could be making a hundred um, could be making a thousand dollar donation in in ten years time. So you from a from a community you really want that participation. But to me, that's the best way to show that you love the festival. You want it want it to keep going, and uh, you know getting bigger and bigger, and uh, you know every year is just making it you know make that make that contribution.
1: Mm. I think you you've summed it up beautifully there, which is that the donor family and, and the giving committee really is a network and a family of many, many, many people. As you said, those those donations come in all shapes and sizes, but ultimately all contribute towards making Brisbane Festival soar. We're incredibly grateful for your personal contributions. For those who haven't been down to Bank of Queensland Festival Garden to see the incredible ephemeral by Atelier Sisu and Jen Lewins, the pool, you must get down there. It is the most wonderful time of the year. Thank you so much, Paul, for giving up your valuable time to be here today. Adam,
0: fantastic and great to talk to you.
1: Brisbane Festival returns to fill the city with three weeks of wonder, delight and celebration from the 2nd to the 24th of September. For information and tickets, visit brisbanefestival.com.au.